You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. If you haven't listened before, my name is Alyssa. We are all about self-love, self-care, becoming the best version of you. And we do that in community. I am so happy to be sharing with you guys today. We are talking about goals, goal setting, creating new habits. It's just a topic that I thought would be perfect for the start of the year. Um, I'm recording this on January 7th. So we're one week into 2022. How crazy is that? If you have survived the last two years, that is just a task in and of itself. So congratulations for being here. I'm so happy you're listening. And of course, if you guys have listened before, welcome back, babes. I hope you guys are doing amazing. I want to quickly share what the purpose of today's podcast is, just so you guys have an idea of what you're getting yourselves into. I'm going to be giving you a simple way of helping you set goals, helping you turn those goals into habits, and to show you long-term that you are capable of making things happen for yourself, which is going to increase your confidence, lower your anxiety, and give you more of a genuine excitement for what's to come in life. Goal setting and creating the life that you want isn't about looking a certain way for other people or ticking off boxes. It's about having a relationship with yourself where you know you respect yourself enough to keep yourself in check. So this episode is about giving you the strategies so you can have more moments where you say to yourself, I did that. I've got this. I'm proud of myself. See, I knew I could do it. Because that is the kind of motivation you deserve. Motivation that comes from a genuine place where you know your worth and you back yourself. So let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So as I normally do, I'm going to give a quick little life update. Let's see what's been going on. Okay, so in the last episode, if you listened to the last episode, I had COVID. I literally had COVID while I recorded it, um, but I don't have COVID anymore. Whoop, whoop. Out of isolation, thank God. And yeah, that's been basically it. I've been back to work. Um, oh my God. You know, it's something funny that actually happened yesterday. I made this TikTok and it was this voiceover of this like Elmo. I think it's a clip from Elmo. I don't even know from Elmo's world, I should say. Um, and it like literally I woke up this morning and it had a million views on TikTok. And I literally was like, what? What? And it just made me laugh because I think it's really funny that like as someone who kind of creates content and whatever regularly for, you know, podcasts and TikTok and Instagram and whatever I do, um, the fact that I'll spend like so much time, like I'll spend like like an hour, I go take all these photos, you know, I like go edit these photos, I post these photos and like, I'm happy with my Instagram. I'm not, I actually don't really obsess over too much, like how many likes I get or whatever. I don't really care. I like doing it. And so I'm always going to do it anyways. Um, but it's funny to me that something like that, that you sometimes put a lot of effort in, sometimes the return is just like, whatever, it's pretty standard. And then a freaking video of me 
like voicing over Elmo (laughs) gets a million views. It just makes me realize how crazy the internet is and how happy I'm I'm to be here. Like, it's just so funny. What, What a time to be alive, honestly. Anyways, that's my update. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling healthy again. And honestly, I have a little bit of fatigue still left over. Um, but I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of people have said it'll be like maybe a month before I really feel like back to myself. So I'm just taking things slowly. I went to like a Pilates class yesterday, went to just like a beginner class, um, and told them at the start, like, I'm just taking things slow just so you know, you don't have to come up and go like, you know, go, 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 come on, you can do this because I actually probably don't need that right now. Um, just so they know. And yeah, that's it. So that's me. That's my check-in. I hope you guys are having a good week. Um, first week of 2022. How wild is that? How wild, like time absolutely flies. And for myself, and I'm sure so many of you, so much has changed in the last year. Like hard things for sure. Like we've definitely lost people, um, which is horrible, you know, and sucks and takes a lot of time to adjust to. And you never really adjust, um, when you're grieving people, um, you know, and when you, you're grieving someone, it can be, you know, it feels like it was yesterday, even if it was years ago. Um, so I'm definitely thinking of all of you because I hear some of your stories of what's happened for you in the last few years and it's, it's tough. It's tough. So I'm definitely with you guys. Um, but also just situationally, things have changed. A lot of people have like moved around because of visa stuff and, um, travel restrictions and whatever. So it's been a crazy two years. Um, but we're here We've made it through and I love that you are listening to this podcast because it means that you are taking this year seriously. It means that you're showing up for yourself and it means that you are willing to put in time to do things like listening to a podcast about setting a goal and living the life you want to be living and becoming that version of yourself that you want to become. And that takes a lot of strength and that takes a certain type of personality. So I'm really proud of you and thank you for being here. Um, Let's kind of get into it. I want to jump right into, first of all, actually giving a shout out to James Clear who has written an amazing book called Atomic Habits. I've learned so much about creating habits with this book. And if you aren't much of a reader, this podcast is gonna be great for you because I've literally just finished this book and I'll be using some of my favorite tips that he's given in this podcast. So huge shout out to him. But also if you really enjoy reading and you wanna read more on this topic, pick up this book because it is incredible. It's an easy read. It's not too long. Um, There's like really nice graphics and stuff in there that's really helpful and makes it really enjoyable and breaks it up. So even if you're not a big reader, um, I would definitely recommend it. I'm obviously not going to be just recounting this book to you, though. I touch a lot more on goals. Um, We talk a bit more about the deeper parts of us and how it kind of affects our ability to goal set. Um, And we're just going to be touching on a few other things as well that I think has really helped me. So let's begin. We're going to start with talking about motivation, I just want to touch on this as a bit of a disclaimer before we go into talking about setting goals. A lot of the time, people don't want to set solid goals because they don't want to be disappointed because they struggle or have struggled with a big disappointment in the past. Or some people have low self-esteem, which makes them believe automatically that they're not good enough to meet the goals that they set. Or people struggle with guilt for all kinds of reasons. It's really common in addicts. It's common in religious people, a lot of other groups as well. 
but people, when, when they struggle with guilt, they believe potentially that not meeting goals will trigger that sense of guilt and that underlying guilt can sense this, this feeling of not being good enough and not being able to make things happen for themselves. So I want to recognize that there, and those are just a few examples, there are genuinely deep issues that can make this topic hard. And I think it's important that we acknowledge them and we ask ourselves, what might be triggering or difficult when going through this process? Because changing things about your life, to say the least, is life-changing. Small habits in our everyday decisions and our everyday decisions in our life can change the trajectory of our day, which changes the trajectory of our week and our month and our life. Like we can change how, how our life ends up by a decision we make today, which is crazy and can cause anxiety for some. And I don't want it to do that. I want it to remind you that you have power in your life. You have say in your life. And regardless of where you land, even religiously, because I know a big portion of you are Christian, it it's still something that you you have power in. And even if you believe that you, there's God, there's a God and God has a plan for your life and whatever, that's great. But you also are a huge part of that. And if you have a good, you know, Christian community that support you, they will tell you that as much as God has a plan for you, he's given you a brain and you need to use it. And I just want you to remember that you have strength in your life. You have power in your life and you have power over your decisions. Okay. For me, when I'm goal setting, I need to be mindful, for example, that I have struggled with an eating disorder in the past. So this is kind of my thing that is like my moment of taking a little, taking a little moment to recognize what could be an issue for me, which is something I obviously want you to do for yourself as well. When I struggled with an eating disorder, I only allowed myself to eat based off a list of things that I had decided were okay to eat. So for example, I knew exactly how many calories were in certain snacks, like an apple or like, I don't know, celery and peanut butter, which by the way, great combination if you haven't had that. So anyways, I only really would let myself have those snacks because it gave me a sense of control and I felt like I knew what was going on and I could choose what was going on. Although something like goal setting and setting habits can seem very common, and it's something that everyone kind of talks about, there are reasons, there are deeper reasons why people joke about new year, new me, and going on a health kick at the start of the year, and doing that instead of creating a long-term way of eating, because a lot of people don't realize the deeper reasons that might be holding them back, the things that actually creep up when you get into February, or you get into March and things start slipping. A lot of the time it is something, it's something deeper. So what I want you to do just quickly before we talk about, you know, setting goals and getting things going, take a second, take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath and remind yourself that you are good enough to create change in your life. You deserve to feel whole and healthy, helping yourself goes way beyond yourself. And if you don't help yourself, you can actually help those around you effectively. Okay. You deserve to come out of this experience after listening to the podcast and setting some goals for yourself and setting up this year to be what you want it to be saying all of those things that I just mentioned back to yourself. I can do this. 
I have control of where I'm going. I have the ability to make choices on a regular basis that could change my life. And there is no reason to be functioning with limiting mindsets, which are basically just mindsets that might be holding you back because there are practical things that we can be doing to move on from those ways of thinking. And once you can break out of some of these mindsets, girl, the world is your oyster. So let's talk about Goals. I love goal setting because I like challenges. I've only learned to like it more and more because of that. And reaching a goal, like I said earlier, does so much for your sense of self. But what I actually appreciate and almost value even more is when I don't reach a goal because this means that there's something that needs to change for me to reach that goal or that there was something out of my control that got in the way of me reaching that goal. And sometimes there are simply things that get in the way like that. For example, wanted to finish reading a book over Christmas holidays, whatever, I got COVID. I wasn't able to focus as well. So I read most of the book, but I wasn't able to finish it until after the time frame I had kind of set for myself. That's something that was out of my control. And I'm able to acknowledge that, which is important, acknowledging, you know what, it's okay that I didn't do that because this thing got in the way. That wasn't my fault. That's fine. And you're able to move on and say to yourself, setting a goal like I had set was actually a great goal. I actually set a good goal. Something got in the way, but there was nothing that in, that I could have really done in my power to change it. And then you can acknowledge it and you can move on. Often though, as well, what happens is when you don't reach a goal, you're able to look back and see that there was potentially something that you could have done differently. And yes, a lot of the time there is, and this is the key to it all. This is where you can see change. A lot of the time people want to be healthier, Right. People want to read more. People want to be maybe more social. Um, People want to be more active, but they don't take the time to figure out why they never quite feel content with those areas of their life and why they always continue to have almost like the same goals every year, every new year. Goal setting can provide motivation initially, which is amazing. I love that for you, but... Goal setting long-term is about making change and giving yourself the time to process and to kind of workshop how to go about it. Goal setting is amazing and I love it. But if you don't have a plan of attack, then it's more likely than not that you won't get around to completing the goal and reaching the goal. We want to take the goals we've set and plan habits to follow them up. So that's why I'm not going to hang out talking about goals for too long. We're going to go straight into talking about habits. So for example, say you had the goal of reading a book this month. Let's just, you know, go with one of my goals, okay? Read a book this month. The habit to following that up is going to be something along the lines of read 15 minutes every night before bed. And I would actually make that statement even longer, but we're going to talk about how to do that and how to get more specific. When setting habits, be specific. And this is kind of a tip for you here. As I go throughout, I'm going to just mention, here's a tip. 
If you want to take any notes, because again, this isn't going to be a super long episode. So if you want to just take some quick notes and have a bit of a, a plan for yourself coming out of this podcast, write down whatever I say is a tip, okay? So be specific. Think time, think place, think before and after which other activities in your day. So for example, If you like to go on your phone before bed, which I do too, I know, it's not that good for you, but I like to do it, okay? I like it. And say you like to do this, right? And you only normally plan 15 minutes on my phone before bed, which normally drags into your sleeping time, which isn't the best habit, by the way, Um, something I struggle with. But say you plan this time to go on your phone. You need to ask yourself, okay, if I wanna read before bed instead of going on my phone, Do I want to completely stop going on my phone before bed, right? This would be ideal because going on your phone affects your sleep and in Blu-ray and you know, you know the things, right? It's not great for you. But is it, is it possible that you're actually going to do that? Is it likely you're actually going to do that? If you only give yourself 15 minutes and you can see your phone sat there and you can see your book sat there and you're going, oh, but I really wanted to answer that comment or I really wanted to answer that message or are you going to be really tempted to have some time on your phone? And if so, think about that. Maybe instead of saying from now on, instead of 15 minutes of phone time, I'm going to do 15 minutes of book time. If you set that and then it never happens, why not just say, okay, instead of 15 minutes in my bed before bed, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes, right? What's 15 more minutes for you to finish up watching Netflix early, for you to finish up your conversation, your FaceTime, your whatever with your friend early, to finish up whatever you're working on early. What's 15 minutes? Get in bed 15 minutes earlier, sit down, have your 15 minute phone time, and then have your 15 minute reading time. And some people (laughs) would disagree with this, you know, and say, no, people shouldn't be on their phone before bed. This is horrible. You know, why are you encouraging people to go on their phones? Look, I am encouraging you to do what's going to work for you. I'm encouraging you to do what is realistic for you. You are still completing your goal of reading 15 minutes before bed by doing this. And you're not compromising what you already do. And look, maybe in a few months from now, you're going to go, oh, wow, I find reading before bed so relaxing. I keep noticing myself wanting to read my book longer than 15 minutes. I think I just want to get rid of that time that I go on my phone. I actually don't like it anyways. I've realized it's too much for me before bed. You might naturally fall into that. And that's what I find happens a lot of the time anyways. So if you want to try that, try that with me. That's something that I'm doing, but that's just an example of how we're going to be taking our goals, turning them in habits. Another tip is something called habit stacking. It's kind of like what I've just said, but I'm going to kind of explain it a little better and I guess a little bit more. Um, This is where you recognize you already have a habit and you basically just add another habit to go along with it. So for example, every morning I was getting up and going straight to my coffee machine, making myself a coffee. And that was the first thing I was drinking every day. But (laughs) when you wake up, you are dehydrated. Everyone's dehydrated. And the first thing that anyone consumes the moment you wake up should be water. That's kind of like a universal, like understood, you should be drinking water. But instead of saying to myself something kind of extreme that I might've done 
in the past when I was trying to set goals and having the mindset that I had when I struggled with an eating disorder, which was pretty all or nothing thinking, which is actually a way of thinking that has been recognized under cognitive behavioral therapy as being a negative way of thinking. Again, I know these things now at the time I didn't. What I might have done in the past is gone, you know what? That's it. No more coffee. I drink too much coffee. It dehydrates me. That's it. No more. From now on, this year, I'm only drinking water. That's it. Just water, right? And that's not even a bad goal. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I'm just saying in my context, it wouldn't happen. It would not happen. I would not be able to just drink water all year long. Some people might, and that's amazing. That's great. But I just know for myself, that's not what would happen. So instead, what I'm doing now is before bed, every night when we go into the kitchen and we do the dishes before bed, and by we, I mean Sam. Thanks, baby. Um, He does the dishes. I do the laundry. Okay, that's what's nice about being married. I mean, or having a partner that you live with is you can just choose the jobs you want to do and then just do those jobs. And then it's like, I I never have to wash a dish in my life. Anyways, that's a side note. Um, What he will do for me (laughs) is put a empty water glass in front of the coffee machine for me. So every morning I wake up, I walk to my coffee machine as I would normally. So it's already integrated in my, what I already do. I see the glass of water sitting on the scale where I need to measure my beans so I can make my coffee. And I go, oh yeah. I need to drink water first. And so I go and I pour myself a glass of water and I drink it as I make my cup of coffee. And so habit stacking is so useful because you're not actually disturbing or disrupting what you normally do. And it's so good, not only for you and convenience and whatever in time and, you know, all of the practical things, your brain loves it. It is so good for your brain. And I know I talk about neuroplasticity all the time and you're probably sick of hearing about it, but it's amazing. It's so crazy how our brains can create these patterns that help us do things in life without even thinking about it. And that's what you want your habits to become. You want your habits to become habits, right? You want them to become this thing that's, it's just habitual. It just happens. And you don't even have to think in the morning anymore, oh, I need to be drinking water because you wake up and you crave it, right? Your brain will start to do the work for you. And that is the goal. You want to get it so that you wake up and you go, oh my God, I'm so thirsty. I need to have a glass of water. That's what you want. And your brain is going to do that for you. That is how our brains work. It's going to work with you. You just need to teach it. You just need to prompt it and you need to get it in the habit of wanting the things. And then it becomes habitual. And then do you see how you're able to start taking off habits and you don't have to think about them anymore? And that's how you really start to become that, I mean, that version of yourself. I know it sounds kind of corny, but you become that version of yourself that you want to be, the one that is healthy, the one that is motivated, the one that is hydrated because you've implemented things to get yourself to learn it. So that's what we really, really, really want to see happening. Now I'm going to go quickly into another tip, which I thought was so interesting. And this comes right out of this book that I told you guys about at the start. So again, I'm going to link it. I always um, will pop in any kind of resource that I think would be helpful to you guys in the description of these podcasts. But I 
I love the way that the author mentions making habits attractive and making them easy. And this basically just means to make habits that you want to be following through with extremely accessible and attractive to you. And I talked about this a little bit in my podcast when I was talking about quitting vaping, because I realized the more that I, I, I was using really this, this thing that he has told us to use, but in reverse, the more I made vaping unattractive and hard to do and unaccessible, the easier it was to quit. The more I said to myself, vaping is this yucky thing that makes me cough and I have juice that spits into my mouth when it starts to get a little bit old. If you vape, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, it it makes me cough. It makes me not feel very good. It's this thing that gives me headaches. It's this thing that makes me feel nauseous. The more I realized and registered that a lot of these kind of symptoms I was dealing with were actually due to nicotine addiction, I was able to go, wow, this thing is gross. Like, I don't like this thing. It doesn't make me feel good. I don't like that I have to go outside and use this thing when it's cold or when it's raining. I don't like that this is a part of my lifestyle. I don't like that there's so many things in my life that are healthy that make me feel good. And then I'm just doing this thing consistently that is hurting me and isn't making me feel good at all. And the more I was able to recognize that it it's actually not good, the more I was able to not want it and to not actually crave it. And that's a huge, huge tip that I would recommend is making the habits that you do want to do attractive, easy, accessible, putting that cup out the night before, like setting out the, the, the workout clothes, right? Like prepping the food and doing the things that you need to do to make it so that you just, you want to do it and it's easy for you. And then you start to crave it. Another thing that I did to push this even further was I found someone to help me be accountable. And this is another tip I would say when it comes to setting goals. You don't have to do this. I don't do this, to be honest, for most or like a lot of my goals, but it depends on what it is and how much of a struggle you think it's going to be for you. So if you think it's going to be a really, really, really big struggle for you to get yourself to the gym, but having a gym buddy is going to encourage you which is something I used to need ages ago before I made it a habit, then I would recommend finding that accountability in another person, not just in an alarm, not just, you know, something on your phone, not just in, you know, something that you write on your lock screen, although those are all great little things to put in to help you encourage yourself. Another person who can actually say to you, like, we had plans. We were going to the gym. You know, we were going to go get a smoothie after. We were going to, you know, someone who's actually keeping you accountable, it makes you extremely more likely to get things done. And I talk about this in, what's it called? I think Get Motivated is the podcast that I made about this. I was talking more about motivation in general. um, And I kind of briefly touched on goals and habits, but not in the way that I am today. I mentioned accountability and how there are actually, there's been studies done on 
how much more accountable you are the moment you write it down, the moment you say it out loud, and the moment you get someone else involved. And it's crazy. I believe it's somewhere around 80% more likely if you get someone involved. So that's a huge tip. Again, that's just something I've kind of I've gone off script a little bit here just to throw that in because I want, not that there's a script, but you know, I have my talking points, if you will. I want to make sure that I'm giving you as much as I can and I'm really racking my brain at everything that's helped me because this year I have like gone hard (laughs) into getting my habits in check. So as I was saying, something I did as well to make it even more unattractive is I got someone else involved. And so I'm kind of using this principle backwards in the sense of saying I'm making it unattractive and I'm getting someone else involved to help me not do something. But that is someone that you need to have a good relationship with because I had it with my husband and by had a good relationship, I don't mean I no longer have a good relationship with my husband. I mean that at the time he was the perfect person to do this with me, (laughs) just to be clear. Um, I said to him, I really don't like vaping for all these reasons. I sat him down. I told him everything I've told you guys, right? It's gross. Makes me feel gross, whatever. And I said to him, I really don't want to be doing this anymore. I've just thrown everything out. I told him, you know, I'm so proud of myself. I finally got rid of everything that I would possibly need to vape. I got rid of, you know, not even just the cartridges or whatever that go into the stick, into the vape pen. I got rid of the vape pen that I spent over a hundred dollars on or whatever, right? I got rid of it all. And I said, you know what? I don't want it in my life. I want it gone. I don't want it accessible. I want it unattractive. The fact that I'd have to go walk and buy one and whatever, I I want it to be gone, right? And I told him and I said, I want you to help me stay accountable. And when I want to vape, I want you to encourage me not to and I want you to help me not want to. So something else that I did to make it unattractive was getting someone else involved because I that then meant that if I wanted to stay accountable to him, as well, because I've told him to help me stay accountable in this. And if I don't want to deal with him being annoying and telling me, why are you vaping? Why are you vaping? I would have had to hide it from him. And I know in obviously my rational brain that hiding something from my husband is going to put a block in our relationship. And that's not going to help our relationship. Open, honest communication is everything that I preach about relationships. And that would have really been unattractive to me at the time. That setup for me would have been like, oh, I don't want that to happen. That feels yucky. That makes me feel gross. That makes me feel wrong. I don't want to do any of that. And that's how I made it even more unattractive for me. So it's making the habits that you want to be doing attractive, available, ready to do, like around you, in your environment, easy, right? And it's making the version of that that you don't want to be doing not accessible. So he even says in the book, things like, say, I don't know, you need to plug in your TV to watch your TV and you have a habit of coming home and watching Netflix right away when maybe it'd be good if you came home and you did your skincare and you got yourself something to eat and you did other things maybe before watching TV or instead of watching TV, whatever you think you want to do that thing to which extent. And that's been a huge thing I've been trying to say throughout this podcast is doing things that are um, realistic for you and are going to actually happen if that's how you're going to plan it, right? So he was saying even unplugging your TV because every time you now have to go plug in your TV to watch it, you're realizing, oh yes, a while ago I told myself, 
that this is a chance for me where I'm going over to plug in my TV, where I have to stop and ask myself, is this something I want to be doing right now? Does this make the most sense? Or should I be doing something else? And it's so smart. I love that because it's, it's just prompting you to be mindful, right? That's all it is. It's just mindfulness. But it's prompting you to ask yourself. And look, sometimes you might go to plug in that TV and you might go, you know what? I had a hard day at work. I feel like shit. I want to have a glass of wine. I don't care if my makeup is smeared all over my face. I don't care. I want to sit down. I want to watch TV. I'm at the end of myself. I need to chill. And F it. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But you were able to have a moment of mindfulness to decide if that's what you want to do. And if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But it gave you a moment. And that's all you're, we're asking here. That's all we're asking of yourself. That's all you need to ask of yourself is when can I implement things to help me check in? If I could add anything to this tip that I didn't find in the book, it would be that sometimes when you want to make a simple habit that seems obvious, more attractive, you need to find your why. So for example, people know they need to exercise, right? You know, exercise is important, but You might have specific reasons that you need to exercise. You might have an injury that you need to rehabilitate. You might have um, something to do with your health, like some sort of health issue, like an immune issue or anything really, where your body really requires you to stay healthy. You might have something like that, right? You might have, I don't know, maybe you want to lose weight. I don't know what you want to do. Maybe you want to become more um, mobile, like mobile, have more mobility um, to be able to move throughout your day more comfortably. Um, Maybe you want to be more flexible and you want to be able to feel more comfortable in your body, whatever it is. You might have a specific reason as to why you want to exercise. And it's important that you find your why in that thing because that's going to be incredibly more motivating than it is for you to just have this general sense of it's something I should do. Because having statements like, oh, I should work out. I should go to the gym. I should eat healthy tonight, even though I really want to just like order Uber Eats. If you have more reason of why, because you can say to yourself, no, I want to eat at home tonight because I want to learn to cook because I've always wanted to be able to cook for my family. And, you know, I want to be able to cook tonight because I actually bought these groceries that need to be used. And I spent my hard earned money on them. And do you see what I'm doing? I'm finding my why. And that's really, really, really important in getting you to complete the things that you want to do for you. Um, Another reason for me was drinking water. I know I keep talking about it, but it's because I struggled with it for like ever. I was like, what's the problem? Like everyone told me to buy a nice water bottle and I did it and I'm not using it. It's not the water bottle, okay? It didn't work. (laughs) For some people, it works. It didn't work for me. I tried to set like alarms on my phone and I would just always like miss them or stop them or the alarm would be so disgusting that it would make me shiver and I would go, what was that? And I'll just move on. Like nothing was working for me until I realized I needed like a reminder of why I drink water. And that sounds dumb, right? Cause like you need to stay hydrated. Everyone knows that. Duh. But I needed to hear that water helps with weight loss because at the time I was trying to like cut down a little bit and I needed to know that water helps with sleep because I struggle with sleep sometimes. And I used to really, really struggle with nightmares. And that was something I really wanted to fix. And which by the way, I barely, I rarely have nightmares anymore. And I had nightmares for like a full year packed with anxiety, all of this stuff before I really started to take care of myself. And that's why I do this podcast, because I don't want you to just 
struggle in the way that I did. Anyways, moving on. I needed to know that that water helped with my skin because I wanted healthier skin and I was trying to heal my gut at the time. And I wasn't able to heal my gut unless I was hydrated. And I didn't know that. I needed to learn all of these things. I needed to learn that it helps with mental clarity, which I struggled with. I needed it. I needed to know that Drinking water helps with having energy and not feeling tired in your day, even when you've had enough sleep. All of these things I didn't know. So you know what I did? I looked up on podcast on, on Spotify, looked through the podcasts, like why to drink water or what, you know, what is good about drinking water. And I probably listened to like three podcasts. I learned about hyperhydration, which is a thing that I didn't know about. People drink like four liters of water a day. Crazy people. Love that. I learned about why it's so important important for your health and your immune system and like cell regeneration and all these things. I like now I know too much about why I need to drink water, but you know what I'm a lot better at doing now? Drinking water. So finding your why for doing these things is so important. And it's not just your why to why you live your life. And, you know, I drink my water for my kids. Like, no, it's about the specifics of why you do that specific habit. And that's why I'm serious about this creating a habits thing, because setting 10 habits for yourself, although you might be amazing at doing it and you might, you know, really do well at the start, if you don't take your time and create them with a really strong why, it's not as likely that they're going to last. My last kind of tip, very short, is start small. As motivated as you might be feeling by the end of this incredible motivating podcast, it's better to reach your goals earlier and then have to like readjust and be like, oh my God, look, I've done all the things that I was supposed to do or I finished the book early. Amazing. And then to be able to create a harder goal or like a, a I don't know, a goal that you want to complete in a shorter time frame in the future, it's better to adjust in that way than to set a bunch of goals and to not meet them and to be disappointed in yourself and to feel like you're just left unmotivated because that is the last thing we want to do is push, push, push ourselves and then burn out. You don't want to do that in any area of life, but in this area, it's very clear why you don't want to do that. And this is a pretty basic concept and that's why I'm just ducking it on the end just so you're reminded, and I'm sure you've heard it many times before, you don't want to forget this. You just want you just want to set things that are going to make you feel good. You want to work a bit bit by bit. And if that means reading 5 minutes every night before bed for the first week and then reading 10 minutes every night before bed the second week and so on and building your way up, that's another huge important strategy is seeing the long game and making small adjustments that are just going to help you bit by bit. Because even for me, right? Drinking water, sorry to keep talking about it, but in the morning, I've only actually implemented one glass of water, right? I haven't implemented a whole strategy for drinking water in the whole day, but what I can do is put water bottles around the house. What I can do is get in the habit, which I have now, of the moment I get to work, going and getting myself like a big one liter 
thingy of water that I, I have there for myself so I can literally measure. So, you know, if I start work and halfway through my shift, I haven't finished that liter of water and I'm on my way to go fill it up again, I can go, oh, look it, I'm not actually drinking enough water. I should probably drink some of this water. Um, and so I can plan to be drinking a little bit more a little bit later in my shift. Does that make sense? So just because I've added that one glass of water doesn't mean I've actually completed my goal. It means I've completed that specific habit of that goal. And that's encouraged me now to go and add in even more habits to support that goal. That's why it's important to see these two things as different things. That's basically the end of those kind of tips, general tips I want to give you, things I've kind of learned over time. And normally at the end of my podcast, I'll give you guys like a here's your homework kind of situation. And I'm still going to kind of do that right now just because I know a lot of you really like that, like that practical, here's what you're going to go do. But take this with a grain of salt and please Think of what is going to be doable for you. I, like I said, would much rather you complete one goal than set five goals and complete none of them because you've actually not accomplished something. Whereas if you set one, you've actually reached a goal, which is amazing. So if you are ready, if you're ready to make some changes and find that new sense of confidence, which hopefully you are, I think everyone is ready for that at least a little bit. And it could be starting with something really small. And that's why, again, I want you to adjust it to that. If you're ready, what I would recommend doing is sitting down with a piece of paper and a pen. And I know you're probably like, eh, whatever. I never used to like writing in a journal. I hated it. I hated my writing. Um, and I just felt like it was so disposable. And like, what if I lose the book? Or what if I don't want to bring the book with me? What if my purse doesn't fit my book? Like, you know, and I get that. But if it's just for this one exercise and then you transfer what you write down to your phone or to your lock screen or whatever later on, do that. But for just this exercise, sit down with a pen and paper or, you know, your journal and paper or, or your journal and a pen or whatever, because our phones are very distracting. Whether we like it or not, they are distracting. Um, if you want to potentially do this on your laptop, I know I'm getting very specific, but I have to be specific because these are things that have been roadblocks for me. Trying to do it on my phone has been a roadblock for me because we have apps on our phone that are literally meant to keep us on our on the, that app for longer. And they're meant to kind of keep you addicted. Like social media is addicting. So I had to not do it on my phone. And then I tried on my laptop, but I just was like, mm, it just doesn't feel like I'm connecting with myself as well. And being on my laptop, I type too fast and I don't slow down. Writing down for me has been the best way to do this. Helps me slow down. That's what I would recommend. Sit down, ask yourself, what are some things you want to accomplish this year? It's the start of the year. Think big, right? What are some things you want to do this year? And get excited about it. But if that feels too daunting for you, if you're like, whoa, 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 a year from now, you know when people are like, what's your five-year plan? And you're like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing next week. If you're that person, it's okay. Don't do a year. <laughs> do six months, right? And if you can't do six months, do one month. Just do this month, you know? And that's what I really like about goal setting is you can take all these things that I've just shared with you that I've learned from amazing people who have done research in these areas um, and have also, you know, figured out through my experience and you can apply it to what you want to do this week or what you want to do in 10 years. And that's what I love about it. Okay. So think of what are things that you would want to accomplish. This isn't sit down and come up with the exact goal you want to do. This is just to start brainstorming because a lot of the time, if you sit down and you say, okay, what's my first goal? It can be 
a lot. It can be hard for you to just think of things and it what it's kind of one of the things that makes you not want to do it. So if you can sit down and say, I think I want to get better at reading. Amazing. Write that down. Write that down. Think of your things, right? Write it down. Then what we want to do is get more specific. So we want to start broad, funnel, and become more specific. So you want to save more money. Amazing. How much money do you want to save? In what time frame do you want to save that money? You want to exercise X amount of days per week, right? So you want to exercise more. How many days per week do you want to exercise? Is it per week or is it how many hours or is it that you want to exercise every day for maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes? What is it? You know, what's going to be realistic for you? Do you have time any day of the week to go somewhere for an hour? You might not, but you might have 20 minutes on your lunch break to go on a walk, right? So you need to think practically about what is already happening in your week and then become specific about how much you think you can actually implement. Another example would be to get more specific if you want to get better at reading. Start thinking, okay, what book are you going to read? When are you going to read it? I've said some of this before, but I just want to remind you because we're going through what we're going to be doing practically. Then we're going to start shifting these goals to habit setting. So now we're workshopping not just how this is going to play out in general, but like what this is going to look like to a T, like we're dotting the I's, we're crossing the T's here. We always want to start these statements. This is the statement that we have now worked towards that it's hard to write down originally, but this is what we've worked towards. Always start these statements with, I am going to, I'm going to, not, I want to, not, I think I might not, not, oh, we'll see if I can. No, no, no. I am going to, I'm going to save $1,000 this month. I am going to save $250 per week, which means I need to save $35 per day. Now, for you, the per day thing might not make sense because you're thinking of your weekly paycheck or whatever. And again, this number is actually kind of big for the context of a lot of us, but it's just for some pretty easy numbers here. Um, $35 per day. What makes sense to you? Figure out what makes sense to you. Because if you start to break it down, you might be able to go, okay, $35 a day isn't that much in the context of how much I spend. Again, this is just a number that I'm putting in here. X amount you might realize is actually not, it might be $10 a day, right? You might realize that's actually not a lot. That's like my coffee and my bagel that I get on the way to school every day or on the way to work or whatever. You might kind of realize I I buy myself like two outfits a week or a outfit a week. And that's like almost $200 a week, or that's almost $100 a week. And you kind of start to realize the expenses that you have because you've actually broken it down into numbers that make sense on your day to day. So this might mean that you can create the choice and the, the understanding of, okay, if I'm going to save $35 a day, instead of saying to myself, I have to go make more money, which might not be possible in your situation, understandably, like, you know, for you to just suddenly do, you can say, I need to save 35. I need to take away from what I'm spending. So that might just be, I'm not going to get my coffee every day. I'm going to find a way to make coffee at home, which again, will take a small investment, but ultimately will be cheaper. Um, and I'm not going to get coffee after lunch or sorry, not coffee at lunch. I'm not going to get lunch at lunch. I'm not going to get my meal at lunch, right? The 20 plus the 10 or plus five or whatever. You start to kind of realize I can take this out. I can take this out and it becomes attainable for you. So write down the statement. I'm going to save $35 
$1,000 this month. I'm going to save $250 per week. I'm going to save $35 per day. This means instead of picking up a coffee on the way out the door, I'm eating and eating out for lunch every day. I'm going to make my coffee at home and pack a lunch. Boom. That's your statement. That's what we're going with. That's the habit. That's, that's what we are going to be doing. That's the nitty gritty. And if you can think of any more details that are necessary, write down those details. So if you're thinking, um, I often do this with my best friend, hit up your best friend, say, guess what, sis? We're not doing it anymore. I I can't. I want to do this goal. I want to do this thing. And if they are your friend and, you know, they can have a little heartbroken moment for a second, but I love our coffee. I understand. But let them have a moment. But then say, you know what? I know you're a really good friend of mine and I know you want me to do the things that I really want to be doing in life. And I know you want to support me in this. So help me in this, please. Um, Maybe you guys can meet in the middle you know, and you can have like one or two days a week that you still go get coffee or, or you do something different for free, right? You go on like a picnic or do something cute. Like there's so many free things that you can be doing, um, to replace the things that you are doing right now that potentially cost a lot of money. Um, and yeah, I would just recommend doing that. Another one, Another example is I'm going to exercise three days per week. I'm going to go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday before work, right? That's the when you're going to do it which then might mean some other things, right? Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, you need to go to bed potentially a little bit earlier if you have to get up earlier because you still need to get the sleep that you need to be getting. Um, you might then just look at that and go, but wait, I don't want to be going to sleep at different times every night. That's going to confuse my cycle. Okay, great. Are you going to start getting up maybe every day? an hour earlier. Can you, can you sacrifice that? Right. Is that possible for you? It might be like an hour goes pretty fast when you're just, you know, at home kind of like anticipating going to bed, putting it off, procrastinating, going on your phone. It's a, it's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. And it's actually easier than you would think. So getting yourself to go to bed an hour earlier, getting up an hour earlier. And that means that you not only have created space for you to exercise those three days a week, going to the gym, getting up, going and doing that, or doing it in your home or whatever works for you, going on a walk, whatever you want to do. You've also created four extra hours in your week to do whatever you want. That might then encourage you to start trying to do things like meditating in the morning or journaling or gratitude journaling or anything. I don't know, spending time with a partner, asking a friend if they want to do sunrise sometimes, um, going for breakfast with someone, maybe finishing up some like homework or some work or emails or whatever, doing something with that extra hour you've given yourself You've created so much value for yourself and it's about that. It's about taking what you already do and adding value to it. The last example I'd give is I'm going to read Atomic Habits, that's my book example, every night before bed for 15 minutes. I'm going to go on my phone from 10 to 10.15 and I'm going to read from 10.15 to 10.30, then I'm going to turn off my light. I know it seems very specific, I know it might seem excessive, but it works getting specific works. And these are just examples. The purpose of mindfully transitioning something from a goal to a habit is to make sure that you've taken the time to workshop what else might need to happen for you to complete the goal. You need to do for yourself, whatever that may be. If you have a weight loss goal, you might need to go and buy a scale. Now, do I like people weighing themselves that much? I wouldn't recommend it, but it depends. If you're on a big weight loss journey, then I understand the value in that, of course. Um, If you have a goal, 
where you want to read a book, but you don't own any books that you can read. You're going to have to buy a book, obviously, you know? So you might be here writing down these things and go, oh, but wait, I don't have a book. (laughs) And then you have to think, okay, cool. What book am I going to get? What's going to be interesting for me? And you have to start to get into the nitty gritty and it can be a lot of work. And that's why I'm saying start small. Just come up with things that you think you could really do, things that you actually are feeling maybe a little bit motivated to do already, or things that you're just like, you know what? It's time. I need to get my shit together. I want to do this, this, and this, and that's what I'm going to do this year. I'm, I'm set, and you might be kind of at the end of it, like at, almost at the end of yourself, like, I just need to do it. I just need to do it. So if you're feeling that way about any of these things, make those, make them your goal. You need to think about what things you might need to sacrifice if you're going to try to put something new into action. And you need to think about what's going to be realistic, what's going to be realistic. All right. I reckon that's everything. I, I know you guys can do it. I know it's been a lot of information and I hope that if you were taking any notes, you were able to get all the little parts where I said it was a tip, you know, just, you had something to kind of go off of. Just remember to be specific, to, to think about that principle of making things attractive and easy to access versus unattractive, uneasy to access, something that you're not really actually kind of wanting to do anymore. Think about the fact that you might have to make some sacrifices to implement new things. Think about what else do we touch on? Gosh, so much. Think about the fact that this is going to help your confidence. It's going to help your sense of self. It's going to remind you that you have control in things in your life. And when you feel like you can actually be empowered to make choices and push forward and be the person that you want to be, it actually changes you. It changes you and it changes the people around you. And doing this And taking time to do this is not just for you. It actually helps anyone you have a relationship with. So doing this is actually sacrificial in the long run. If you're with someone who is really good at reading all the time, you're going to be so much more likely to be better at reading. So think about that, first of all, you know, get around people that are good at those things and get around people that do those things and people that are also motivated. That would be another little bonus tip get around those people, but equally be those people, be those people that people want to be around because they go, oh my gosh, they're so good at that. And I need more of that in my life. Like equally look for those people, but be those people too. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you're feeling motivated. I'm feeling motivated. I hope you're with me. Um, if you guys end up setting some goals, like hit me up, let me know what they are. I'm happy to keep you accountable or even just to listen and to say amazing job. I'm so proud of you. And if you guys like today's episode, again, if you want to let me know, or you want to chat with me, or you have anything that you want to share about or add, or you just want to chat about anything. Um, I say this all the time, but my DMS are always open. Genuinely. My Instagram is Alyssa Taylor Harper and my TikTok is the same. If you want to go check out my famous TikTok, just kidding. Um, if you want to go hit me up on either of those things, message me, I'll follow you back. I'm, I'm so for community. It's not about numbers or followers or likes or whatever. I I don't care. I just, I want you guys to feel supported. Um, and I love chatting with you guys. I love hearing your stories and it, it gives me so much value and it gives me things that I can actually share about on the podcast. And it prompts me to think of things that you guys might want to hear about as well. Um, which is so valuable for me as well. So anyways, follow me on Spotify. If you like this podcast, um, let me know if there's any specific podcasts that you want to hear in the future. And I hope you guys have a lovely day. We'll see you next time. Bye guys. Mm -hmm.